Welcome to Meet Me at the Movies. This is the place where chaos, mayhem, and mass destruction come to live. No, that's Washington. No, that's why. No, that's actually right over there. Uh, yeah. I tell you, man, we're, we're glad to have you. This is uh, I'm Noel T. Manning II, uh, over there beside camera one, all the way down from New Orleans. Uh, man, down in New Orleans, that's Johnny Be Good. Johnny, <laughs> we're, we're good to see you. Uh, I know that last week you were hanging out with Sister Golden Hair. I was, um, I was. Exploring all parts of America, yeah. I, I'm just happy to have you back. How much, how much more musical trivia can you <laughs> cram into that a is sentence? Mr. Greg Tillman, uh, and we did have an encore presentation last we week. We did, we did, we did. I was prepared for probably what would have been the best show, which isn't saying a whole lot, but True. for one of the best shows we've ever had here. Yeah. Um, and you sent me pictures. And that'll never come around again. <laughs> I'm not wearing these glasses to try to be cool because... <laughs> Nothing can make me cool. Doesn't help. But I, I, I scratched it or rubbed it or something this morning, right. and I've been terrifying people all day. I went to the doctor uh, for an, another unrelated thing a little bit ago, right before we shot the right. show. Right. And even they did a double double take when I walked in. I didn't notice it. Well, I'm I didn't afraid it's going to show up. Can you? I can't see it. Can you do it? Can There's we get like a close a weird, up of it or anything? Got a, can you cut to a close up, Tim? Whoa! Yeah, yeah that see? is pretty nasty. When you get up close, that's enough that is, of that. that is You're going to scare the kids. It's pretty just been one stuff. thing after another. Yeah. Because two weeks ago, I had the me medical term. I think it's the crud. I'm not the sure. The crud. Yeah, you were not feeling great. I don't great. know if that's with a C or a K. You, but, but you survived that Yeah, show. there's a picture. I think my wife took that one. What, was a couple of weeks ago? Sick with the crud. Yeah, yeah that was, that that was, was yeah. yeah, you were looking pretty rough. And that was a couple of days after I started taking the uh, the antibiotics. Yeah. That's so it was worse before. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know what those antibiotics are. Last week, what really messed things up was I, I had this whole other I have some uh, allergic reaction, I don't yes. know why, and I woke up looking like, well, she took another picture. That, of me. Was, yeah. that was. So I just didn't want to go on camera with that. That's going to be my next profile picture. You know what? That's very similar to the picture you sent me when you said, I can't. Yeah, it is. I can't it is, it is. And then when I saw that, I said, yeah, nobody wants to see that. And I still, think, yeah. nobody really if wants to see If that's not going to be my next profile picture, <laughs> then this next one probably will. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Yep, that, absolutely. Well, we're glad so, you're back. Of course, Tim, always back on the Tim Cam, uh, back in Mission Control. Hey, buddy, good to see you. I'm uh, glad you're here. And we've got a, a guest oh, film uh, critic. Props to Tim. He, he Tim, took care of things when I was out. Tim, you took care of things. Good job. That's Zane Gray. Yeah. That's Zane. Zane Gray back there behind Tim. He's going to be joining us uh, after the break. We're going to talk about, uh, he's going to take five, where he's going to tell us, uh, you know, the Oscars this week, they were announced this week. And he's going to tell us, so maybe films that, that were still worthy of seeing that didn't get Oscar nominations or performances that maybe didn't get the Oscar nomination. There were some shocks. There were some Surprises. shocks. And, and well, for me, there was only one shock. And we'll I talk about that after the break. You're right. Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, we're going to talk about um, the great movie, Peter Jackson's documentary, After the Break, as well. Uh, and we'll get Zane to, to chime in. So, Zane, welcome. We're glad you're here. And, uh, and Tim, uh, man, appreciate you as well. Well, let, let's dive in and talk about this new film, M. Night Shyamalan's trilogy, uh, the, the, the Shattered Trilogy is what I'm going to call it. Because 15 it, years in the making. 15 years like in the that. making, maybe 18. It's been a long time. Yeah. Zane, Zane will do the research. He's already got it all written down. But when Unbreakable came out uh, years ago, Shyamalan already decided he wanted to do a trilogy. He had plans to do a trilogy. It just didn't happen because of a few happening-related things that, yeah. that caused him no, to like kind of take a little bit yeah. of a break. 
Um, but, uh, but you had Split a couple years ago that was a huge surprise hit. Um, I think really once Shyamalan joined with Jason Bloom of Bloomhouse Productions, um, they started finding some low budget uh, pictures they could do and some things they could do that could make some money. And, and Bloomhouse, Bloom has got just this incredible um, formula in place on doing these low budgets, low cast, limited um, sets. I mean, you know, you do that and you can make some money. Well, like Split. Yeah. Like Split, absolutely. So uh, here we are with the third installment. You had Unbreakable, you had Split, and now you've got Glass with, uh, with our buddy Mr. Samuel L. Jackson back as Mr. Glass. And if you're not familiar with the other films, you know, it, we're living in a real world, but superheroes exist, but they're not like your superheroes with tights and leotards and big hammers and they don't turn huge and green. Um, and so this is the third part of that. And uh, you know, this film, it's one of those films that I think add all the elements of greatness. Um, but as I watched this film unfold, it all, uh, golly, 80, maybe 90% of it took place inside the asylum or kind of surrounding the asylum. And um, the, the lead character really was, was uh, McAvoy. I mean, he was in Split, and he was the one that had most of the screen time on huh. this. Even though it's named Glass. Even though it's named Glass, I really felt like uh, much more screen time was given to him than was Willis and, uh, and also uh, was given to, to Samuel L. Jackson. I, I felt uh, the times as I was watching this had all the promise, had all the makings of a great film, but I thought that there was some lazy filmmaking that went into this. Um, too much chaos, a lot of conflict kind of bottled up into this third film. The characters were really kind of battling for the screen time, even though they really weren't. Um, I watched the trailer, and the trailer gave away 90% of the film. I hate it when to me. that happens. It really did. It even showed the final showdown, the final conflict in the That's trailer. ridiculous. And uh, I, I thought there was uh, some plot holes. The story narrative lacked a bit. It, 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 it found me wanting more and going, wait a minute, kind of saw that coming. Of course, with a Shyamalan film, you're going to have um, a plot twist. Mm -hmm. You typically do. Mm -hmm. And there was a plot twist, and, uh, and that was nice to see, and it was done well. But, but overall, I, I really was left wanting more. I thought the acting was solid, cinematography, sound design, uh, and the score, they were all positives for me, but it really didn't provide enough positives. Um, the, the scenes and the subplots really felt crammed into this. I'm going to try to answer all the questions I can in this final installment. Um, and really, I, I thought there were just some loose ends that kind of left me going, eh. So uh, for me, I, I, I'd prefer Unbreakable. I really, really appreciated Split. Wonderful surprise. This one, uh, not a great end of the trilogy for me. Um, so I'm, I'm giving, uh, giving this um, really a C plus is about the best I can do. Not enough really on-screen engagement um, to add up to this kind of unfueled potential. That's so disappointing. This. Yeah. Because I loved Unbreakable. You know, yeah. that was the sequel, not sequel, but his follow-up film to The Sixth Sense. Right. Which is right. Yeah. still, it's a classic still, now, I still, guess. Still, you know, right? it's in the, one of the top 100 yeah. films and, of all time. And, and I think Unbreakable made some, made some money, did. About, but not enough. Not and enough so, at that time to say, let's do a yeah, sequel right yeah. away. But I thought it was a great picture. Yeah. It's, it's underrated and underseen, yeah. I think, by many people. Yeah, and, and, and when and I saw Split a couple years ago, who knew that was a backdoor exactly, sequel, you know, until exactly. that last shot. Yeah. And I thought that was really exciting and really clever, and I was looking forward to this. And yep. your review and others I've seen yep. I have deflated. I still, I'll still see it. Yeah. Now, Zane, it, Zane, you've seen this. Um, Zane, now you gave this. I gave it a C plus. Is your grade higher or lower? 
Give me, give me your fingers. We can't hear you. Lower. Better so you gave it a C. A C minus. Wow. A C minus. Okay. Wow. Thanks, Zane. Uh, but yeah, and and, and um, yeah, I just I I had hoped for more. So you know, you kind of get a little bit of baggage anytime you go into a franchise film, yeah. especially one that's decades in the making. It's uh, too bad. So too bad. Yeah. Glass uh, got a C minus from Zane, a C plus from me. So we'll split it down the middle and give it a, a, a meet me at the movies C rating. How about okay. that? Yeah, sure. We'll average it. Uh, there is a movie that is uh, on um, demand, a limited release. Asia Butterfield, who was in the movie Hugo just a few years ago. Mm -hmm. um, Massey Williams, who is in Game of Thrones. Uh, this is a coming-of-age dramedy, and it is available uh, in limited theaters but on demand as well. Uh, they sent me a screener for this. It's called Then Came You. And, you know, many times when I get these, uh, these screeners for these kind of indie films, I watch them, but I, I go in with very um, just kind of, uh yeah. Average expectations, yeah. which is what I try to do with, with a lot of films. Uh, but this is really a film about life and death. You've got this guy who's a hypochondriac who thinks that everything is wrong with him. And uh, his counterpart is a terminally ill cancer patient. So, you know, she is going to die. He just thinks he's going to die because everything's wrong with him. And you follow their relationship and they meet through this kind of support group. And um, it is a beautiful film. It's a beautiful film about friendships, about relationships, about coming of age, about um, trying to discover who you are when you know the end is near, but also trying to discover who you are when you know the end is not near. And I was just really uh, amazed by the acting in this, uh, the shot selections, the editing choices, really engaging characters. Um, solid directing and the score was beautiful but it also had this they used a lot of uh, songs with lyrics that kind of added to this backdrop right. of the story right much like you would have seen in the breakfast club or even um, a, a Zach Braff film like I was Garden ask State. If this is sort of in the John Hughes vein. it did it, it had that feel to it so you know reminiscent of those films in the 80s but also the films of the 2000s when Zach Braff did Garden State and a few films right. like that uh, it's a film really about true love, unbreakable friendships, and taking risk, um, even when um, the risk can, can mean more to you than you thought they could. Cryptic. It's deep, deep. Yeah. Uh, an A- rating for this. Then came wow. you, if you get a chance to check it out, highly recommend it. Highly recommend that. You said limited release. Is it just? Uh, it's just not gone wide yet, or yeah, well, it's, it's only going to be. It's only going to be in limited release. Okay, so but it is available on demand same day, and so okay. uh, wherever you find your on demand programming, you're going to be able to find Spectrum this. or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Then came you. Uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, after the break, we're going to come back, and we've got a, a guest interview with an Ooh. Oscar winner and an Oscar nominee as well. And then we've got Zane Gray coming in after the break as well. So. Uh, Take an intermission. We'll come right back with more right here on Meet Me at the Movies. Every time I'm near you, I get that urge to feel you. Just touching you and loving you makes everything right. Tell me how you feel, baby. Never you loved before. Then came you. Then came you. I never knew love. lines, like the creases in my father's hands, show the hard work and sacrifices of a line worker. These lines are the connections my father helped build between people, businesses, and organizations. They tell the story of how we invested in ourselves. 
we're public power. And these lines are our lines. Education is our most powerful tool to improve and change our world. Hi, I'm Rhonda Benfield, your host for School Matters. Join me for a new program every other week with information from and about the students and staff of Cleveland County Schools. Discover what our schools are doing to challenge students and help them reach their full potential. You can catch us on Spectrum Cable Channel 19 or stream us live on C19.tv. Here in Cleveland County, many children struggle to develop due to the lack of guidance and shortage of positive role models. At the Boys and Girls Club, we make it our team's mission to aid your child in becoming a better student and more importantly, a better person with a brighter future. When your child comes to the club, you can be assured they are being guided in a manner that is beneficial to the growth as an adult that is visible in their lives. Please consider giving your child the opportunity to be the absolute best they can possibly be. Please support your local Boys and Girls Club today. Chef Paul Prudhomme once said, you don't need a silver fork to eat good food. Well, on Cleveland County Kitchen, we don't have a silver fork, but we sure do serve up lots of good food. Hi, I'm Deborah Blanton. I hope you'll join me for the next Cleveland County Kitchen. Each month, we offer a complete farm-to-table experience. We visit local growers, we learn about nutrition, and wrap things up with wonderful meals prepared by our guest chefs. It's a lot of fun. I hope you'll join me for the next Cleveland County Kitchen. They're gonna put me in the movies. They're gonna make a big star out of me. Welcome back to Meet Me in the Movies. I am Noel T. Manning II right here on C19 TV. And if you're listening to the podcast, if you've chosen to go that route, and if you're running a marathon, uh, riding in your, uh, your Subaru um, or your Volkswagen Beetle, and you're listening to it, uh, you, you could find that always, WGWG.org. Download it from there. Glad to have you with us. Uh, a lot of stuff going on in the world of cinema. We've got uh, Greg Tillman over there uh, beside Camera One, and we uh, did have a great close-up of his eye. Can we bring that close up again for those that, the people that can't uh, really see it? Oh, you're going to scare the kids. Well, there, there's, he's got it. Yeah, there he goes. See, that's, yeah, that's see, a close it, up it, of Mr. Tillman's eyeball. Yeah, uh, his left eye. Find, but, maybe you should find an optometrist. But, you know, from from wide shot like this, it looks fine. You look uh, perfectly okay. wonderful. No. You look perfectly wonderful. Really? Yeah, you do, man. Yeah. You, you well, look obviously, we have some camera problems. Marvelous, man. Well, we've got a, a special guest critic, and we're going to hope, hopefully have Mr. Zane Gray. Zane, good to see you. Uh, we're hoping to have you back um, from time to time. Uh, this is a, a trial run. Okay. So, so if you mess up, you'll have plenty of other shots. No, I'll play. So yeah, we'll, we'll bring you back. Don't worry about it. Even if you, even if you really flub it up, awesome. um, we do it every week. So we just kind of keep on We going. keep coming back, and we, we screw do. it up every We do. Week. Well, well, Zane and I have known each other for a couple years, mm -hmm. and, uh, and Zane is a lover of all things cinema. Film enthusiast, yes, absolutely. Film enthusiast, and he I'm so loves. Glad. I don't know about you. I'm really glad you're here because it takes the pressure off of me. Does it now? It does. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like how much pressure are we talking about? Plenty on okay. my part. I, I may go wash the car now and just let you guys finish <laughs> okay. it. But we're glad you're here. You're here to talk about Take Five. We're mm -hmm. going to do that in a little bit. Awesome. Um, and, uh, and in future shows, we're going to get to know more about you and more mm -hmm. about what kinds of films you like and what you're drawn to and why you love film. Mm -hmm. uh, but we've got a lot to try to cover today before we wrap up, including um, earlier this week, we had the Oscar nominations and Alfonso Cuaron um, nominated uh, his film Roma was nominated for 10 Oscars, yeah, I believe. Uh, that between that and the favorite, I think so. Right. The, the, so those were the two kind of uh, leads as far as the most nominations. And uh, we got a chance to interview uh, Alfonso Cuaron 
um, about the movie Roma specifically. Well, you did. I, I did. did. Okay. I think I was at Denny's. That you, we're you not were as privileged as you are. But uh, we did get a chance to, to talk to him about Roma, uh, especially about uh, the cinematography and a few other elements. And so we're going to go to that interview, and then we'll come back, and we'll go into a take five on Oscar films that maybe are performances that, that could have or should have been nominated. All that. Oscar um, snubs. I, you know, I'm not going to call them snubs. I don't like using that, but we'll there, talk about that. There's a couple that come to, that <laughs> yeah. come to mind. But let's, 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 uh, let's take a look at this interview with Alfonso Coron right here on C19 TV. Hi, this is Noel Manning. Hello. Hi, how are you, sir? I'm good. How are you doing? I am marvelous. Uh, thank you so much for, for taking the time to chat with me today. I'm very happy to talk to you. Um, I tell you, uh, films like um, Harry Potter, uh, Prisoner of Azkaban, Children of Men, Gravity, and now Roma, uh, well, the... Uh, the range of what you are, are doing and have done just continues to, to blow me away. And I uh, got a chance to go see Roma um, back a few months ago when you had the screening uh, in New York with the panel dialogue. And watching that on the big screen and the sense of every single detail uh, and every inch of the frame uh, was really just stunning and brilliant to me. And I'd really love for you to talk about that approach in Roma um, using the entire canvas because uh, watching it that way just really it, it came to life and, and seeing that personal story come to life that way was just amazing to me. So if you could share some thoughts on your approach to using the entire frame, I would love that. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, for me it was very important, it was as important to deal with the the foreground, the characters as the background, that is the, the environment or the social context. Uh, but it was also a film that was, I was trying to convey the sense of memory and, and honor time and space. So um, rather than um, having expositions, uh, conveying themes, uh, the thematic aspects of the film, the decision was to have visual information. Visual information that is very layered, that is telling a parallel story to the story that is happening with the characters. And in, that in, many, in many cases, it complements uh, those characters. In many, many, in many instances, uh, again, those, that information is sociopolitical. In many other instances, uh, relates to character. And also then there are other, other bits of information that also uh, they are recurrent that are more symbolic in a more ethereal way. And those are for the audience to, to come uh, to terms with, to give their own interpretation. Absolutely. And, and this really was a personal journey for you. And going from uh, adapting other people's stories to adapting really a story of your life, what was that therapeutic approach like for you, taking your life journey and sharing that with others? Well, you used this, the word therapeutic, and, and is uh, no question it was that. That doesn't mean uh, uh, that it was pleasurable. Uh, it was actually like a lot of therapeutic uh, process. It was a painful process. It's about recognizing wounds and uh, wounds that are personal wounds, uh, wounds that I share with the family, but also 
collective wounds that I share with a society and probably with humanity at large. So it was a, it was a very complex process like that, like such. The, um, a, uh, by, by this I'm not saying, oh, I heal the wounds, but right. at least I learned to recognize the wounds. Yeah. If there was one thing you would want people to gain from this film, Roma, that you could share, if this was one more thing you could share, what would you share with, uh, with audiences about this movie? Well, the, in this time that there is such a rhetoric of division uh, and division in humanity, uh, and not, it's not only here in the United States, but I think it's something that is endemic right now in the world. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the fact that, that the central character is a domestic worker from indigenous background and a woman, uh, and that audiences are recognizing a human struggle that are embracing, and it's a journey that I'm embracing, and they are feeling touched with that character and the family that surrounds that, 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 that woman. Um, conveys the, 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 the fact that we're one and the same, that even if uh, things are strange are not unfamiliar, you know, is uh, that all of the, those different colors that create different cultures that we have to, set to, to, to protect and defend, uh, those different co cultures, they complement each other. So, I mean, that would be my hope, of course, uh, there's the film. Yeah, well, thank you so much. I know you've got a busy day, but I just appreciate your time and appreciate this film and appreciate uh, all that you do for, for cinema. So thanks for your time, sir. Thanks so much, Noel. Yeah, I really appreciate him taking the time to let us talk to him, um, especially, I mean, you know, here he is. He's an Oscar winner, and here he is, you know, winning uh, a lot of film, a lot of, uh, a lot of critics' awards. He won the Critics' Choice Awards. He's won the Golden Globes. And really, I think it was kind of a surprise to him. I got a chance to talk to him um, in New York prior to all of this. Yeah. And he really, this was a personal project. He had no expectations that this was going to get the kind of love that it's been getting. So I think mm -hmm. this has all been kind of a shock to him. And uh, even his, um, his lead actress, I mean, the first time she's ever acted in a movie, mm -hmm. she gets an Oscar nomination for Best Actress. And I got a chance to talk to her as well. And had no indication that that kind of thing was going to happen. Was this his follow-up or his first film since Gravity? I think so. Because I can't think. You know, of one I think so. Yeah, because he hasn't done much like since yeah. three or four years. Yeah. yeah, I think I think Gravity was the last one, and he's yeah. been wanting to do this personal project for a yeah. while, and that was one of the things he talked about. He wanted to go back and revisit his not just his homeland, but his home story. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I, I really do appreciate him taking the time to do that. And yeah, hopefully, we'll awesome. have, hopefully we'll have some more interviews uh, with other uh, Oscar uh, nominees maybe. Did you invite course. him to Shelby? I did. And because we can kick him off. Well, but, but I don't Alfonso, mind. You're going to kick me off for Alfonso? He, he heard about your crud. I'll kick you off. He heard about Alfonso. your crud. I'm going to do him. <laughs> oh, he, the crud he, kept him away. He saw the pictures he and he said, want to no, end up, yeah, I'm not going to do it. Not this guy. I'm not going to do it. Well, Zane, um, the Oscar nominations did come out this mm -hmm. week. And there were, um, I, I don't like to say snubs because I understand you can't vote for everything. You can't yeah, get everything you can in there. 
It's uh, a matter of it's preference. It's all a matter of what you like and what other people don't like. So. Yeah, yeah. So it's I, you know I, I used to to, to use the word snubs, but I don't anymore. I understand. But I will say to me, and this may be on your list, mm -hmm. and if it is, I apologize. But I've got to throw one out there. Oh, go ahead. Um, the one movie that if you had asked me last week, what was guaranteed to get a nomination? Mm -hmm. I would I would have thought to win. Yeah, I would have too. Yeah. Won't you be my neighbor? That's yeah. on my list. Yeah, I, documentary. Documentary-wise, not feature film. I mean, I would have personally nominated it for a feature-length film, but um, you know, you made a good point. I just think when all the documentary, because I only saw those two, which was "Don't You Won't You Be My Neighbor," and then I saw the "They Shall Not Grow Old" documentary. Like, it's got to get a lock in. And when I was going through the list and I didn't see that, I like, is there a typo? Is yeah, there that like, was me. a grammatical error? Or yeah. that was me. Um, so yeah, I mean that that instantly was a first. I mean there's others, but that instantly like that's right. got it. That's a shoe in. Like yep. it would, yeah, it's gonna so win. It was, it was one of my favorites of the year. So that was the, to me that was the shock of award season. And we're talking mm -hmm. about a shock being a documentary that doesn't get yeah, you know, doesn't get but, an Oscar. I mean, but it's granted just, when you think about documentaries, I do think that that's when you get like to the almost minor, like not the like the best best picture, or best acting, but such a great. Um, it really is a okay, great movie. Give, but give um, me what's what else on your well, list? Well, my personal favorite movie of last year was with, uh, was A Quiet Place, and um, in terms of the acting in that movie, I think John Krasinski has. Um, I mean, it was an earlier movie, but I think in terms of the best acting for best lead actor, I do think that his performance his performance in that movie is just unprecedented. Yeah. The fact that well, just anyone in that entire movie has barely any dialogue yeah. at all. Um, is a testament to filmmaking, if you ask me. And, it is. Um, I mean, it was, a, what, a 90% silent film? Yeah, yeah. pretty much. There's uh, only like five, two scenes of dialogue what, in that five movie. minutes of actual Maybe. dialogue? Yeah. Maybe, yeah. If you put it all together? And just the fact that all the actors in the movie are so um, reliant on yeah. uh, facial expressions. Yeah. Um, that is hard to do. It conveys so much mood and tone yeah. in the movie, and I really love that movie. Um, yeah. So that was the first one. Um, the second one, I, I feel like the Academy has this kind of look when it comes to other genre films and one that came out in the summer was which uh, hereditary uh, with Tony Collette okay I don't know if you got a chance to see that um, horror film um, I don't go to the movies Tony that's fine <laughs> that's, totally that's okay. why he's here <laughs> um, hereditary is this family that is grieving about the loss of a grandmother if I'm not mistaken and Tony Collette plays the lead the lead, the lead actress I would assume yeah and um, you know I walked out of that movie kind of processing it a lot just because it is a really slow burn horror movie and um, yeah, just the one thing that I took away was her performance. Yeah, and she I'm was not, amazing. I'm not like, I don't not like Tony Collette. I've never, like, I've seen her in other stuff, but yeah. this movie in particular, like, this is the one, like, yeah. I don't know, her performance was she so was strong. Amazing. She was she amazing. She really was amazing. All right, we've got time. Um, that was, let's go down the list some more. Cool. Um, the other one is uh, Jeff Bridges in okay. A Bad Times at El Royale. Yeah. Um, I yeah. would have loved yeah. to see him get in there. Yeah. And then, um, you know, the other one, just because it came out recently and, and the movie is okay reception-wise, Emily Blunt in uh, Mary yeah. Poppins Returns. Yeah. I thought that she would have been an yeah. awesome choice for a Best Leading Actress, so. Yeah, um, absolutely. Well, very cool. Very cool. I wish we had more time, um, but but we, we had to try to cram a lot in today. Mm -hmm. This show's um, overstuffed. Kind of like uh, Kind of like glass. Uh, glass. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what. We're, I'd really love for us to talk about the Peter Jackson documentary, but we're not going to be able to this week because we mm -hmm. don't have time. Yeah. Um, but we will come back next week and talk about that. Uh, extensively we'll kind of put that at the top of the show because you will have another chance to see this movie that's getting limited release but scattered release mm -hmm. is coming back February 1st so it'll be back oh, next okay. you know, okay. next cool. next time we're together yeah so uh, we'll talk about that uh, next time we are together the movie is called they shall not grow old and it's a fathom event so if you google that they've got a website and you can find out where it's playing 
uh, in your area, but they're going to do a wider release February the 1st. Okay. And uh, if you get a chance, I'll just say I'm going to highly recommend it. I think we're all going to highly recommend Astounding. that movie. Um, but mm -hmm. I do want to talk more about why it's so good. Yeah. So mm -hmm. we'll do that when we've got more time. Uh, as always, we do try to wrap things up with a quote of the week, and so we're going to do that. If I can find the quote of the week, uh, maybe I can't. I don't know if I can. Um, let's see if I can find that quote of the week. Uh, uh, you know what? I don't know that I have time to for a quote. To be or not to be? To be. No, 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 I do have it. No, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Oh, here it is. The only there thing you we go. have to fear is All right. Fear the quote of the week comes from the film Usual Suspects, which is one of my favorite, uh, best written films of all time. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I've always liked this quote. The, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world that he didn't exist. Yeah. Love that quote. It's a great quote. Zane Gray, our guest, uh, guest critic, we appreciate that. Uh, Tim Thanks Foster, Tim Foster back there on the Tim Cam. And Zane, you want to come back? Uh, I would love to, okay. unless you guys are more prepared next time. Okay, <laughs> don't count on that, Mr. Tillman. <laughs> Mr. Tillman, as always. So we'll never Thank see you. him again. Yeah, we're never going to see him again, because <laughs> preparation, that's nah, not what this is about. You know, look at this. Till next time, that's a wrap. Happy